Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 23rd. Officially, Harvey Freed, the first day of fall for 2020. What a crazy fall. Uh, it could be crazy spring, crazy summer. And we welcome Harvey Freed and Becky Alley just joined us. Hi, Becky. Hey. Hey, everybody. So first thing I'd like to talk about is we're always uh, brought to you by Fairway Independent Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 2289, the Hardcore Podcast, been existence, so produced by Roberto Boshane. He is our producer director. We've been doing the show now probably a little over eight, nine months, and it is accompanied by every Saturday morning, the follow-up to the podcast is a Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show. Brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender 2289, for almost 20 years. Hosted by Harvey Freed. He thinks he prepares the show, and really everybody, Google prepares the show. If I had Google in school, would they even allow Google in school? Now they do. Back then, you couldn't even have an open book test. So today, we're lucky with all the informational resources we have, and uh, that's how we prepare. So getting into the first topic today, home sales. Home sales surged in 2020 to the best levels in 14 years. You can check that. You go to Mortgage News Daily. You can Google that and go on there. That's where you get that information from. Home sales surged to the best level in 14 years. That is pre-recession, everybody. So what I'm saying to you, and I'm going to ask the question to Becky and Harvey, ladies go first. Home sales surge to the best levels in 14 years. How long do you think this can last, Becky? I mean, there's always going to be, I mean, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy, but there's always like the other end of the curve. But with that being said, um, I don't think that we are at the end of this home value surge that we're seeing because of the delay due to COVID-19 and the lack of inventory. There's a lot of uncertainty in the market. So a lot of people are harboring their homes. Um, and waiting for that perfect house to, to come up. I mean, so it's, you know, we're in this kind of unprecedented times and I know we keep talking about it, but I mean, it's like, literally there's no protocol for anything. I mean, it's like, we're like flying by the seat of our pants and, you know, so obviously people want to make sure they're in the best positions possible, but that doesn't change that the reality that the world must go on and people need to find homes. So do I think we're going to see the end of it anytime soon? No, I do not because of the lack of inventory, but are the house are the housing prices going to go to the freaking moon? No, they're not. I mean, I feel like we're going to see that plateau. You know, we're just not getting back to where we probably should have been, to be honest with you. Good. I like that analysis. Harvey, what is your take on that? Well, we're starting to see a spike in new construction. And most of the builders have been really the word on the street is, and, and we're seeing it, Harry, as you mentioned, the articles across the United States is a lack of Trades, it was two and three years ago, the lack of trades, and now it's the lack of materials and the high cost of materials. So the inventory with the low interest rates, the expensive materials on new construction is going to continue to drive this housing market probably over the next two to three years. I just watched a video from an expert in our industry, Barry Habib. And as you said, Harry, a lot of the information is sort of churned back and forth, but Barry always had some new insight on it. Um, and he was really doubting the doubters out there saying, you could forget about a housing bubble. Um, no one wants to give away, the landlords don't want to give away their rent. So rents aren't going down. And with that being said, with low interest rates and people want to shelter in place, home ownership is just going to be gangbusters for the next two or three years. We don't see anything that can stop it. 
Yeah, I would concur with all of that piece. And, uh, you know, with a lack of inventory, which is Econ 101 supply and demand, if everybody wants it and there's a low demand, it's going to keep the interest up, thus going to keep the, um, you know, the home prices, the home values up. With this COVID thing going on, nobody knows when COVID is really going to end. You can, you can ask anybody. Everybody will have a different opinion. But the numbers and the science have to lead. The science and the medical professionals have to lead. They collect the data. They look at the numbers. It's not going away anytime soon. People want a change in their lifestyle, a change of circumstance, right? Low interest rates. The Fed has said that they are going to keep interest rates low for the foreseeable future. That is a quote, the foreseeable future. What does that mean? Well, we know that we're going to have a strong fall and a strong winter. There's also something looming, and, and you don't want to be negative, but there is reality. Okay, what goes up must come down. It always happens. It never continuously goes up. There's always a leveling off period. That's what history teaches us. So we have something coming up in uh, early November called the election. How will the election go ahead and affect the aforementioned housing market and the interest rate market? Okay, we can only and, and Barry Habib's been around a long time. Uh, we like Barry at our company. I have to say, when was the last time Barry wrote a mortgage? But you know what? Michael Jordan never wrote mortgages either. He was just a great basketball player. So. We kind of stay in our space and do what we do. And we interpret all the information that's coming out. People interpret information and disseminate information accurately or inaccurately. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in dissemination of accurate information. So right now, all the strengths of the housing market are in everybody's favor. It's in the lender's favor right now because rates are really low. Everybody thinks... We want to charge higher interest rates. No, everybody, we like it when rates are really low because we do more loans. People can afford more things. Also, Harvey, Mortgage News Daily, home equity surged in quarter number two to the highest levels it's been. The average person, Harvey and Becky, on the house, on an average house, gained over $9,000 worth of equity. Now, wow. what is that means that you know, the American dream, one of the American dreams was to own a home, build wealth through home ownership. If you stay there a long time, you're going to appreciate, your house is going to appreciate. Well, right now, homes are at their best levels that we've seen in a long time. And what people are doing with their houses right now are they're taking money, cash out, Becky, to pay off toxic debt. How do you feel about that? Or do we, do we think that Americans are getting into that age-old problem of using their house as a piggy bank. How is I mean, this <laughs> two or three refi booms that we've seen? Okay, I think so, I'll, I'll give the conclusion, but you tell me what you think. I mean, obviously, we're never advocates of using the home as a piggy bank, obviously. But, I, you know, at the same time, it is one of your biggest assets. And you can use it to your advantage and put yourself in a better financial situation if you do it the correct way. So for example, if you got, you put kids to college and, and you're just a little bit overwhelmed with that, can you, you know, use that low interest rate that's going to be less than if you took a personal loan out or a home equity loan and use that equity in your home to pay off that toxic debt, 
Yes. And could you save, let's just say a thousand dollars, throw it out there. Okay. You're going to save a thousand dollars paying off your debt, doing a cash out refinance, and you have one payment now, just your mortgage. That makes sense. If you turn around and you no longer use any of those credit cards for the next 30, 15, 20 years, but that is not the reality of most people's situations because you're going to be tempted. Christmas comes, you're going to reutilize these credit cards. So now you have a payment that's higher and then you turn around and rack up all these credit card debt. I mean, it's going to put you in an even worse off position if you don't have the financial means and, or you can be financially responsible enough to turn around and just make sure that credit card debt doesn't get out of control again. I'm not saying don't ever use credit cards, but at the same time, you have to be a little bit financially responsible to make sure that you're using what you need, only what you need, and you're taking advantage of those savings. Harvey, this is a hot topic. And for you, you've been through many refi booms, seven, eight of them um, in your almost 30 years of business. Okay. So, you know, once every three, four years, maybe we go through this, or maybe we've been going through this. What are you seeing differently now? And what's your advice to people? Well, I think it's the same advice we've been given. And Becky sort of gives us that information that there's two different types of families out there. The families that truly need to do the debt consolidation and take advantage of this refinance boom uh, by consolidating debt. And then there's the other family out there that needs to take advantage of the equity that they built up in the house. And now it's time to put their money back into their asset. Uh, it might be a new roof. It might be new siding and uh, foundation repairs. So we do like the idea that if you're going to do a cash out refinance, overall that you're doing it and understand these opportunities that you might have. Again, see if you can put the money back into the house to make sure that your house keeps the value there because it is your number one asset. And then also, if you are going to pay off your debts, be financially responsible enough to manage those debts moving forward. Here, you mentioned it. If you're going to use the credit cards, are you in a position to pay it off at the end of each month? That's the type of credit card user you want to be somebody who pays off their credit cards every month. We have, again, half of our clients probably tell us that, that Harvey, I know you're looking at my credit report and you see three different credit cards in American Express, like a Visa, a MasterCard. I pay these off every month. They're not debts. Well, that's someone who's not only managing their credit, their debt, that they're also building some points. They might get free miles. They're really in control of their credit card situation. So again, I think a little bit more knowledge and these families, just like you said, Harry, $9,000 in equity, boy, over the last two or three years, that's some great equity you have now. And maybe you have an opportunity to lower that house payment, get rid of the mortgage insurance, get the knowledge you need by calling one of us and definitely deal with the mortgage professional. Yeah, I will tell you this, and we could talk about it a little bit more in depth. When we run people's credit reports, your average individual, you're going to have a mortgage, you're going to have a car or two. You're going to have credit cards and, and the various student loans that you could possibly have. Those are all normal. Now, what would we look to pay off? I'm not a big believer in paying off those car loans, especially if they're leases. Let them run out. Let them go. You don't have to pay those off. So cross the cars off your list, okay? Go down to the credit cards. You, got, you have the MasterCard, the Visa, and the Discover card, right? We all know those are 17 to 21%, right? We, have, we know that. We have got to take a look at paying those off, but we have to do it the right way. If you have the MasterCard, the Visa, and the Discover card, you might want to throw two out of three of those away and only one credit card for emergencies, meaning we know you have to charge every day. We get it. We do it. 
We see it every day. You're going to have to keep one credit card. And if you want to keep one specialty store because you just got to have that target card, okay, I get that too. Student loan debt. Right now, student loan debt is probably the single highest factor in precluding people from qualifying for a mortgage. And as you know, Harvey, you're a parent. Becky, you're a parent. I'm a parent. College is a money grab. They're killing it right now. All right. And the student loan debt is the highest in the nation's history. The interest rate on student loans right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, is somewhere between six and nine percent. So if you could go ahead and you're done with, I'm not done paying, but uh, my kids still going to college. But the bottom line is that student loan debt, you should go ahead and refinance the house. You're going to get a three and a half percent interest rate. That's still way better than six to nine percent. Then it's done. If you are in the mind of doing that for your child, if not, let them pay them off when they get a real job, okay? So now, home improvement, Harvey brought it up. If you're gonna pull cash out, pull the cash out not to buy the Lamborghini, pull the cash out to add space to your house during this COVID period or lifestyle space. That is a good reason to pull cash out. You're adding a pool, Harvey's favorite thing. You're doing a great job on the basement. Becky's got a beautiful basement, all right? Everybody likes the brick pavers, Harvey, right? These aren't necessarily going to add value, but it's improving your quality of life. So three things that you should do with pulling equity out of your house. Pay off your toxic credit card debt. Take a look at your student loans and home improvements. Don't do it to buy cars. I'm not, Becky, Harvey, and I will tell you, we're not big on pulling cash out to give to your financial advisors so they can throw in the stock market. Right, that's <laughs> All that is is legalized gambling. Why don't you just take it out and throw it down on black and cover green on the roulette wheel? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we, we are just not into that. So we believe in lifestyle change, home improvements. We believe in paying off toxic credit card debt with a lower, you, you could go 3% paying off 18% credit card debt and take a look at your student loans. You know, guys, can you comment on that? Am I wrong? Have I been just, am I a blockhead? Have I been doing this too long? Am I too old and conservative? What do I got going? No, I mean, we're not here to spend your money for you, obviously, or count your pennies. But at the same time, like if you're calling us to ask us for a professional opinion, we're going to give it. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that's the route you got to go. But, you know, I know for myself, I'm going to say like, hey, if it was me or my family, this is how I would handle it. When it comes to home improvements, like what Harry was saying is, you know, not all those things that you're going to do to the house is going to add value, but you can't put a price point on something that you're going to enjoy. Now, if you're thinking you're going to sell it in three, four years and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a bathroom. Okay, well, then maybe we can talk about like what we think would add value if this is not your forever home. But if we're talking about like, should I get a pool? Should I do the basement? Yes, do it. If you're going to enjoy your home and this is it and you're going to enjoy the space, you can't put a price point on it. You're not always going to get that money back. Should you have to sell? Should you need to sell? Should you want to sell? But at the same time, like, I mean, we're, we don't know what's going to happen in the winter. Nobody knows. Like I said, there's no protocol for anything. I mean, so um, I say live life YOLO and, you know, make your house as beautiful as you want it to be. And you can. Harv, how about you? Um, well, you know, it's bringing up a lot of different thoughts as we're talking about people's financing. There's nothing's changed. 
Um, you know, we realized it when I first got into business years ago, I realized, wow, there's a lack of education on mortgages. And even when I remember refinancing one of my teachers from high school, one of the first transactions uh, I did, I was quite shocked by the amount of debt they had. And, you know, maybe in their 30s or whatever age they were at the time. So it's been it's been eye opening to find out how all different families and all different lifestyles are going through their lives and how they learn financial responsibility. So it's a little scary out there, a little salute out there for all the small business owners out there. And if you are pretty well off right now, if the pandemic hasn't caused you any problems or uh, economic problems, I hope you go out there and spend at your local small business stores to keep them afloat. Unemployment, scary, Harry. Families that overspend, that's a scary subject. Um, again, you're not old fashioned, Harry, by thinking that, yes, we definitely want to pay off. Um, take a look at all your debts, break things down, find out if you're looking for a better cash flow, if it would better suit you to drop the term on your mortgage, and really just build your knowledge bank up and make sure you understand both sides of it. Uh, I, I still see a lot of families just signing their names on documents without getting the knowledge behind them. So maybe just sit back, take that extra step and find out a little bit more about what you're about to engage in. Yeah, a couple of housekeeping items, Becky and Harvey. To all our realtor partners out there, realtor friends and partners out there, you got to be writing 30 to 45 day purchase agreements, okay? Most definitely, I would extend it out to 45 days um, as a minimum. If you're thinking 30, you know, maybe as the fall wears on, that'll be good. But, you know, your title companies are calling us up and saying they can't close on specific days because they're so busy. A 45-day PA purchase agreement is not unreasonable now. And I've, I'm now seeing them also extending out to 60 days. So there's that. Refinance transactions, the term time average right now for us is about 45 days. The industry is twice that at 90 days. Those are industry figures. Those are not Harry Glantz figures. Those are industry numbers. 90 days for the industry, 45 days average. But also, can never say this enough, Every document needs to be in the file. You, when your loan officer tells you to get something, this is public service announcement number one today, all lenders doing you a favor right now. When you are when you go ahead and tell your client to get something, just don't tell them not to argue. Just get me what I need and we'll get the job done for you, okay? And then on, uh, on the front, I want to thank all our vendor partners. The title companies are going above and beyond for us. They're closing them at nighttime. They're closing them in, you know, in parking lots. They're going to COVID closings where we're passing documents and leaving them out in front of on the porches. People are picking them up. Then we're going in. We're delivering them. I'm delivering closing documents on the weekends and at night. It's just what we have to do. That's what's going on in the industry. And if you want to save money and you want to refinance, be prepared to go through a process, it's the COVID process, okay? There are going to be documents. Becky, there's going to be a document that we need signed by a principal of a school saying what? When is this child graduating? Yes, I've had it done. I had yeah. that done pre-COVID, mm -hmm. all right? So there are going to be documents that people that are going through the mortgage process right now have never seen before. All lenders are going to put you through this. It's called the COVID closing right now, everybody. Becky? Yeah, I mean, um, some things we take for granted, you have to have a job to buy a house. I'm just going to say it because people think that they can take time off in the middle of buying a home and take unpaid leave and not tell anyone 
it's going to come out. And if I don't know about it, it's going to be a problem if you're trying to clear your loan. So what I'm saying is if you're buying a house, if you're refinancing, and if you were laid off for COVID and then you want to take personal time off, that is going to hold up your closing as well, because you need to be an active participant in your employer, receiving pay stubs while you're trying to obtain any kind of financial obligation, any kind of mortgage. So I'm just going to say that. The documentation aspect of it, if you're trying to close your mortgage on a purchase in 30 days, if you're giving me a 30-day purchase agreement and you have a 10-day inspection period, you're now giving me this, this ability to start your transaction. That leaves me 20 days. That leaves me 20 days to order an appraisal, get a title commitment, and right now title companies are taking two weeks. Not to mention, if you're taking three to four to five days to sign the documents that I need, I'm not now down to approximately 10 business days to turn a transaction. Unfortunately, as great and efficient as I like to try to be and my company tries to be, there are other things that kind of hold things up. And if we're waiting on anything, the sun, the moon, and the stars are not going to align for your mortgage to close in 10 business days. So be that as may, what Harry's trying to say is if you do 45 days, well, that gives you your 10-day inspection period. That gives you the five days for you to sign your documents, get me your W-2s, your updated pay subs, all that stuff. And now I have 30 days to turn a transaction. That is a little bit more realistic because we don't want to experience that I hate you for closing my loan syndrome because no one sees what goes on behind the scenes. My little feet and my little hands typing on the keyboard, it doesn't matter how quickly you can work if you're not miss meeting that deadline, regardless if it's not my fault or not anyone's fault, anyone in the lending industry, no one wants to let anyone down or give false expectations on anything. Yeah, I'll just jump in here real quick with uh, that 30 day thing. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to get you in the house as soon as possible. But most of the buyers out there and the real estate agents, even though we give an approval letter, yeah, these people are approved. There are still many steps along the way. And many of the clients, including first time home buyers, have gift money. They're getting a gift letter. They have to fill out a gift letter. They're transferring the funds or moving money around. In fact, some of my greatest buyers out there are moving money around. They're liquidating their stocks. And now they find out that it takes even their financial, the brokerage houses, several days to get the money wired over and the requests, uh, liquidating funds from your 401k. Yeah, these things all take time. Um, everyone wants to get to the pay window, but at the end of the day, uh, there's a many factors that are involved in a purchase transaction. And if you get the right team behind you, at least you'll have a team fighting for you. And if you stay organized, you'll be able to close your transaction. And like we said, whether it be 30 or 40 days, somewhere around there. Uh, but again, stay organized, get the best team you can together. And, uh, Again, get all that information in, in advance. That way you'll have a really good purchase close. It makes it fun for everyone when things go quickly. Yeah, and I will say, Harriet, that's the last word for the day. Uh, be kind, be nice, be respectful. The job will always get done. Nothing you can do, okay? But wake up, put your best face forward, put on your best attitude, and go out the day. Don't let negative people drag you down. Always be nice, always be kind, and always be respectful. Um, it's, it's just not, you know, the mortgage business is not life and death people buying a house isn't life or death. It's a fun thing. It should be fun for you to go through it. So just be kind to everybody. Be nice be respectful. Uh, that's my three words of wisdom, kind, nice, and respectful for the day. Harry Glanz for Harvey Freed and Becky Alley, Roberta Moshane in the booth. Please join us on the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show. Harvey will be there, Becky will be there, I'll be there, John Cole, Lisa Lawson will join us, and Roberto will be- Michelle Sayward. 
9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 97.1 FM. I want to thank everybody. Thank you for being our partners. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.